Let's bring on Fred Greith, the Orange and Brown Report. Well, Fred, you don't have to guess at all this week who the starter is going to be because now we know, huh? Didn't really have to guess last week. Uh, Kevin just was kind of playing games, I think, you know, because he could is what he said. But, hey, it's kind of interesting. The numbers you just read and put up, this guy's not even on the roster, technically. He's on the <laughs> practice squad because he went back to the practice squad today. And there's been some national guys saying, well, he could get plucked off to any team and so forth. Well, that's not exactly how it works. They have to agree to it. But uh, Kevin said, don't worry about it. I said, why not worry about it? And he said, because it's going to be taken care of. So they're going to sign him, I think, today or tomorrow or whatever. It's just a technicality. But it's kind of strange. You talk about the numbers. And then you think of giving up six draft picks, 230 million guaranteed, and you have a guy, you know, that's, you know, practice squad guys make, I think, 15,000. It's a lot a week, but it's, it's changed compared to the other. So I guess it's averaging out a little bit. Fred, even more incredible than that is this. The Browns have the most turnovers by a team this season. We have 27 turnovers. We've turned it over 27 times. That's number one in the NFL. And when you take a look at the teams who have been the most penalized, we are sixth in the league, yet we're eight and five. I don't know. I I would love to know, and maybe in your spare time, Fred, you could do this for me. Has there ever been a team in the history of the NFL that's led the league in turnovers, top 10 in penalties, and has finished with a winning record? I don't know that, but... That is something to, and I just wrote a story today on the other big category is the takeaways. That was only the third time this season the Browns won the turnover battle, four to three. And that was really big in yesterday's game. I mean, mm-hmm. they they took away and they scored 14 points off of it. And the Jaguars had two two of the takeaways were you know, in scoring position. So that took points off the board for Jacksonville. And then they got the turnover and downs. It doesn't count as a takeaway, but they turned it into basically the the field goal that put the game out of reach. So, yeah, those are big. And to be eight and five in the – all the coaches I've talked to say it's the ter- takeaway ratio. And to be negative eight and 29th in the NFL in that department, only having more – takeaways in three out of 13 games and to be eight and five is really remarkable and to play with four quarterbacks on top of that and without your starting running back and what are we to our third right tackle well you're yeah dewan jones is now out for the season so your top three tackles going into the season are on injury reserve and out for the year so now you're going to have james hudson at right tackle again and probably the rest of the season And who knows when Jedrick Wills will be back. He's eligible, but he hasn't started to practice yet. Talking to Fred Greet, the Morning Brown Report. We got a lot of positives to talk about today, but before I get to that, I do want to say, just to kind of end the discussion on penalties and turnovers, we have got to clean it up or we're going nowhere in the postseason, Fred. I mean, this will catch up to this team at some point in time. The reason we won that game yesterday is because the Jags decided to turn it over four times. If we play somebody that doesn't turn it over or maybe only turns it over once, we're probably having a different discussion today. Well, I agree. But I, but again, the, the rush defense shut down the Jaguars. There's been a lot of consternation about the defense. And they held them to 50, I think 52 yards, something like that, and 58 yards. And they had a 16-yard run. Other, they, 
their average was 2.9. That caused Trevor Lawrence to throw the ball 50 times. And when you throw the ball 50 times, usually things happen that aren't good all the way around. And, and the Browns got three interceptions down Denzel Ward. So, yeah, that's exactly right. And Joe Flacco was responsible for two of them. You know, he, he got the strip sack fumble on the 12-yard line, which gave him a touchdown. And he and he uh, had the other interception you know, where they were driving in field goal range. Now, obviously, that one didn't hurt them. But, yeah, Amari Cooper was careless with the ball, gave the Jaguars the ball at the 25, and they got a touchdown. So the Browns got 14 points off of the Jaguar turnovers, but they gave up 14 points as well. And a quality team like Jacksonville, you're very fortunate to come out of there with a win couple guys played extremely well, in my opinion. Njoku, I mean, he had six passes, 91 yards in the first half alone, those two touchdowns. Amari Cooper playing hurt. He did have that one mistake that you pointed out, but he made some big catches. Jerome Ford, 82 total yards, 15 touches. But we rarely ever give props to a punter. But Horquez is incredible. I mean, he had the 72-yard punt. He averaged 51.5 yards on eight punts, but he really changed the dynamic of the game because the only way Jacksonville could score was on a short field, and we gave him a short field numerous times because of turnovers, but there would have been more opportunity for them, but yet Bohorquez killed the football. At times, they probably should have taken over at midfield or at least their 40, and instead they were taken over Fred at their 18 or 21-yard line. Yeah, 100%. In so many years since the team returned in 99, the punter was arguably the MVP. You know, it was either Phil Dawson, the kicker, or uh, Chris Dardaki or Dave Zastadil or one of the punters. But because they have so many other playmakers, Bill Harquez doesn't get a lot of the recognition. But you're right, that 72-yard punt flipped the field. Huge. If you remember, he punted it out of his end zone. Mm-hmm. And that put the Jaguars starting, I think, at their 16-yard line, you know, and it was just it, because the returner ran backwards, and that flipped the field, and it really did. It it was a game of field position, and the Browns took advantage of it. Like I said, the two turnovers inside the 12 and the 25 basically were the short field that the defense, you can't fault them for that. Fred, do you think Miles put the league on notice with his comments after the game regarding the officiating? Well, I think he's going to get a hefty fine, that's for sure. But, you know, I think that he took the lead. T.J. Watt kind of spoke about that a week or so ago. And, you know, and he's frustrated. You could tell, you know, that they're doing everything they can, holding, kicking, doing a lot of things. And, you know, I don't know if if that will garner much sympathy. You know, you, you see a lot of, you know, players complaining about officiating around the league. That's been going on for a while, but it is it is hard to argue. You know, when, when they're playing their backup for the backup for the backup, they were on their fourth left tackle. It was Blake Hance. Y'all remember him when he came in for the Browns, mm-hmm. you know, in the playoff game. He really never played tackle but a game or two. He was in the game, and, and Garrett was just describing he was doing anything he could to, you know, saying, hey – I'll dare him to make a call. And I'm sure that's frustrating to any player, especially a guy like Miles Garrett. So before I let you go, just general thoughts on this team as it sits at eight and five, Fred. Well, I think they put themselves in the driver's seat now a hundred percent, 
their playoff probability is over 80%. In the four games left, they could arguably be favored in all four games. I see the toughest game being the Texans. But now you can't overlook the Bears coming in this week. Yeah, they're you playing know, they're much better. A big win. They're playing much better. Browns have had a little trouble with mobile quarterbacks, and Justin Fields is a mobile quarterback. And you got two back-to-back Ohio State guys, you know, with Fields and then C.J. Stroud. Now, they got put back to earth a little bit yesterday, so it'll be interesting. You know, he's in the concussion protocol. But I still don't think the Jets get Aaron Rodgers back. Obviously, they played better. And then the Bengals, you know, down there, I think the Browns can take care of business at home. They have two home games, yeah. and that should put them in the playoffs. So if you can split on the road on those final two, 11 is, you know, you even got a shot at the division. You know, the Rams have some – I mean, the Ravens have some tough games. Anything can happen. But I like the Browns' chances. They put themselves in a position. And, I mean, it's a Cinderella story. I mean, how can't you root for a guy like Joe Flacco to come in here and basically 20 days off the couch – He's putting up numbers like we haven't seen all year with the Browns. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, he is the Cinderella story of this NFL season without a doubt. Fred, thanks so much again. All right. Have a great day.